everybody. This is Frank Messer welcoming you to New York Yankee Baseball. Bill Rizzuto and I are on hand to bring you all the action in this second game of the three-game series between the Yankees and the Detroit Tigers. And excitement reigns supreme here in Detroit. Tiger fans hopeful that their club can wrap up the 1968 American League pennant tonight. It would take either a Detroit victory or a Baltimore loss to the Boston Red Sox to do it. And the Baltimore-Boston game is already underway, so word will be coming in on that just a little bit ahead of the progress of this game, unless they have an extremely slow one and we have an extremely fast one. And the crowd is coming in. They feel that this is the night they can see their Tigers win the pennant, and it's going to be, a, well, not a jam-packed house, but I'll be doggone if it isn't going to be pretty close to it. There are a lot of folks in the stands now and a lot more streaming in through the entranceways. It's been a rather threatening day here in Detroit with a weatherman calling for rain all day long. We understand it is raining all around this area, but right here in the immediate Detroit area, we're sort of in a little uh, dry spot. And the prediction for tonight is just about 50-50. As we talk to you, uh, we can just see the sky and the uh, waning glow of sunset. And there are clouds, but they appear to be rather high right now. So we should have a good night for baseball. And we'll be back with the starting lineups right after this word. For Chevrolet, the fifth dimension. A bargain on a car you don't want isn't a bargain. But your Chevrolet dealer has year-end savings on cars more people want all year long. Right now, most dealers are offering special savings. But your Chevrolet dealer has the best of them. When you get year-end savings on a Chevrolet, you've really got a deal. Two or three minutes away from the start of tonight's game. The Yankees have a little evening up to do as the Tigers stopped their 10-game win streak last night. And here to bring you the starting lineups and a few comments of his own on tonight's ball game. here's the scooter, Phil Rizzuto. Thank you, Frank. And for the Yankees, it'll be Horace Clark leading off at second base. Catching and batting second, Jake Gibbs. At first base, batting third, Mickey Mantle. Roy White will be in left field, hitting in the cleanup spot. Center field, batting fifth, Joe Pepitone. Bill Robinson will be the right fielder, hitting sixth. At third base, batting seventh, Mike Ferraro. Gene Michael will be at shortstop again tonight, batting in the eighth spot. Tommy Craig came up with muscle spasms in his back when he swung at a pitch last night and had to be taken out of the ball game. And as Frank told you, Stan Bonson pitching in batting ninth. For Detroit, in the background, you can hear the crowd roaring as each name has been announced by the public address announcer. Dick McAuliffe leading off at second base. Mickey Stanley in center field, batting second. In right field, batting third, Jim Northrup. Willie Horton will be the left fielder, batting cleanup. At first base and batting fifth, Norm Cash. Bill Friend doing the catching and batting sixth. The shortstop batting seventh, Tom Matchett. Don Wirt will be at third base, batting eighth. 
And again is Frank Soldier. Joe Sparmer, who has won eight and lost ten, will be pitching and batting ninth. And you can hear the crowd groan a little bit as they get Sparmer's name. They had seen Wilson start to warm up, but he uh, supposedly has a sore arm. And I think this is a big break. And speaking of breaks, right now on Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. This is Jerry Ducey. Stay tuned tonight following Yankee baseball for my Nightline show here on WGY Schenectady. Well, the umpires are coming out. And uh, speaking of umpires, uh, whether you read it or heard about it, Al Salerno and Bill Valentine were fired by uh, Joe Cronin of the American League, two uh, umpires who have been around quite a while, and two are very young. I was surprised. Uh, one is 35 and one is 37, Frank, but they are out of it now, and uh, they have a long way to go. I think you can umpire now till you're 55. That's right, Phil. Uh, quite a surprise, too. Uh, we got what reaction we could. The umpires here, uh, Kinnaman, Getz, Soar, and Shylock, understandably did not want to make any comment on it. They said uh, merely that it came as a surprise to them. Uh, there were some baseball people here in Detroit who said they were surprised it happened now, indicating that they uh, felt that it might happen at the end of the season. But nonetheless, uh, there have been conflicting reports as to why the two men were given their release by American League President Joe Cronin. Bill Valentine held a press conference, and uh, he charged that they were released because they were trying to unionize the umpires. But Mr. Cronin feels otherwise. Uh, right now, the fans rise, and we do too, for our national anthem. Joe Sparmer, you mentioned before that uh, the excitement here at Tiger Stadium with the Tigers having a big chance to clinch the pennant tonight. And uh, the pitcher who clinches it gets a little more recognition than he normally would for winning a ball game. It's not just any ball game. It's the ball game of the year, one that all the clubs strive for at the beginning of the year, and that's their goal to win the pennant and get in that World Series. So, Joe Sparmer who had been in manager Mayo Smith's doghouse, or vice versa, maybe uh, Mayo Smith was in Joe Sparmer's doghouse, but nevertheless, Sparmer is out there tonight. 
And it'll be his job and a mighty important one to try and uh, defeat Stan Bonson, who has been one of the hottest pitchers in the big leagues and especially for the Yankees. So Horace Clark stepping in. We mentioned the umpires here tonight. Frank told you their names. Bill Kinnaman is behind the plate. Russ gets it first. Hank Storr will be at second. And Nestor Shylock umpiring at third. And right now, Nestor Shylock is telling one of the ground crew, man, there are a row of photographers on the field just alongside the Tiger bench. And everybody's here wanting to take pictures of what could be a 23-year wait for the Detroit Tigers culminating tonight. So they get things squared away. The photographers have not been chased. Horace Clark stepping into the batter's box. This ball game just about ready to go. And here to bring it to you, Frank Metzer. Thank you very much, Phil. And Joe Sparman's first pitch to Clark. A fastball over the outside corner for a strike, and this game is underway. Clark, of course, batting left against the right-hander, Sparman. And he takes the ball to even the count one and one. Clark is hitting 232. He went three for four last night. Fans cheering. The Boston first inning has just gone up, and the Red Sox lead the Orioles two to nothing. The pitch to Clark. Check swing with strike two ball. It's a ball and two strikes. Boston two and Baltimore one at the end of one, and the fans had their eyes peeled on that scoreboard. That game started at 7.30 at Fenway Park in Boston. One and two to Clark. Farmer rocks back on the left foot. Kicks and deals. Clark lines a base hit into right field. Over toward the corner in Northrop. Up with the ball and holds him to a single. Frank, that was a strange play. As Clark got that base hit, the bat slipped right out of his hands, went over the head of Bill Freehan and back towards the screen. And Freehan turned around. He was surprised. And Clark is kind of uh, shaking his hands down there. He appeared to hit it right on the button. Phil and now Jake Gibbs who is back in the lineup after a few days rest to uh, try to clear up a little touch of bursitis in his right knee. Not a new thing for Jake. He first came up with it last year. It bothers him off and on. There's the set by Sparma. Clark dancing. The pitch is swung on and missed. Clark and Gibbs, you may recall, have been excellent in executing the hit and run over the last two or three weeks. They have done it all year, but it appears, Bill, over the last two or three weeks, we remember it more because of the win streak and the contribution it made. Right. Sparma sets. Strong right-hander. Looking back and forth. Now deals. Gibbs slams a fly ball to deep center. Stanley going back. Still back. Turns under it now and makes the catch. Gibbs hit that one right on the nose, but the straightaway center field where Mickey Stanley can go back as far as 440 feet. That is the only tough area in this ballpark, straightaway center. You pull the ball to right at 325. You pull the ball to left at 340. But the center field, 440. And now this big crowd at Tiger Stadium applauds the appearance of Mickey Mantle. Clark, a short lead at first base, cash holding. Mantle hitting 238. He went two for four last night. He's been hitting the ball well of late, but still looking for that record-breaking home run. The pitch to him, right in there for a strike. It was on August 22nd, the Mickey hit number 534 in Minnesota. Since then, he's been trying for 535, which would put him in third place all alone. 
Currently tied with Jimmy Fox. Clark, a lead at first. Good lead, too. The look by Sparma, the set, and he steps off the rubber and drives Clark back with the move. There's the set by the right hand of the pitch to the maker's line. One hopper off the glove of the second baseman. They call it. It gets behind him. All hands will be safe. A shot at McAuliffe. And it's a base hit for Mantle. McAuliffe slowed the ball down with his glove but could not make a play on it. So Mickey has a single. Clark goes to second on the play, and the batter will be Roy White, the Yankee left fielder. Whitey Ford comes out to say something to the make at first base. Frank Crossetti calling out to Clark, the runner at second. Roy White, the Yankees' leading hitter all year, batting 275. He went one for four last night. Spawn deals. White fouls one. Back off the mask of the catcher, Bill Prien. And early in this game, we're getting activity down in the Detroit bullpen. Pat Dobson gets up and starts throwing in the Tiger bullpen. Well, those first three balls hit off Spama with shots, Frank, as you said. Pitch to White. He hits it on the ground to McAuliffe. It could be two. He flips to the shortstop. Back to first. It's a double play. Norm Cash does a little shake down at first base as the Tiger infield turns over a pair. Cash with a backhand flip. Tosses the ball to the mound and Francis to the dugout. No runs, two hits, no errors. A man left at the end of one half. The Yankees nothing, the Tigers coming up. Tipperillo asked the American people what they thought of the world's first menthol cigar. New Tipperillo M with menthol. Pardon me, sir, for interrupting you while you're watering your lawn there. Uh, how does the idea of a menthol cigar sound to you? Menthol cigar? Yes, uh, sir. Watch the host. It meant... Uh, sir! Excuse me, sir. May I ask you a question while your dog is looking over the rhododendrons? How does a menthol cigar sound to you? Menthol cigar? Huh? Sick him, boy. Then we got wise and didn't mention menthol. Uh, sir, would you mind trying this great new cigar? What's so good about it? Well, here, let me just light it up for you. Hey, that is good. Good. Mm, it's cool. It's cool. It tastes mild, you know. What's it called? Well, I, I think we're going to have to call it the great taste that sounds terrible. New Tipperillo M with menthol. Hey, why are you so nervous? Well, the Yankees look like they might have a threat going against Sparma, but the double play took them out of the inning. And now Stan Bonson is ready to face the top of the Tiger batting order. Bonson has won 16 and lost 10 this year. He is 1-0 against the Detroit Tigers. Stan Bonson has won five of his last six starts, four of them being complete games. This is only his second start against the Tigers this year. He pitched against them on August 23rd, the first game of a doubleheader, and beat them 2-1. As he pitched a complete game, allowed just six hits. Dan Bonson bidding for Rookie of the Year honors in the American League. Ready to pitch right now to Dick McAuliffe, the second baseman. McAuliffe is hitting 252. Found out two hits in four bats last night as the Tigers romped nine to one. McAuliffe, the left-hand hitter. Gibbs, giving a sign, puts up the target. The windup, the first pitch from Bonson. In there for a strike call. 
White in left field, Pepitone in center, Robinson in right for the Yankees, Ferrero at third, Michael at short, Clark at second, Mantle at first, Gibbs and Bonson. One strike pitch to McAuliffe, laced through the hole on the left side, base hit in the left field. Well, just as the Yankees did with Clark, the Tigers do it with McAuliffe, get the leadoff man on. Frank, in this series so far, this is only the second game, but I've seen Norm Cash get two hits to left field. Now McAuliffe and some of their right-hand batters going to right field. It could be some strategy on the part of the manager, Mayo Smith. You sort of uh, get the idea, or you can see the uh, handiwork of batting coach Wally Moses in there, Phil. No doubt about it, Frank. Here's Stanley, the center fielder. Stanley is hitting 260, right-hand batter. Pitch to him is high, fastball, ball one. Stanley, the only Tiger regular to go hitless last night. He went 0 for 3. Down at first base, Mantle holding against McAuliffe. The set by Bonson and the pitch to Stanley. High again, two balls and no strike. Gibbs requests time and goes to the mound. It's two balls and no strikes to Stanley. McAuliffe at first. Bonson's pitch. Strike over the inside corner under the letters. And the count goes to two and one. Fans still coming in and crowding into this fine old ballpark. There's the set. Here's the pitch. Strike two called. A blazer from Bonson. Two and two. of two innings, Washington and Cleveland has caught us. Cleveland, the closest club to the Yankees. Just a percentage point behind going into action tonight. Bonson's pitch. Inside to fill the count three and two on Mickey Stanley. Even though they lost last night, the Yankees held on to third place by a percentage point over Cleveland. want to stay ahead of Cleveland and Boston. Both clubs pressing them for third. Bonson holds the set. Here's the pitch. The runner goes, and it's fouled back. McGauley broke with a pitch, and Stanley fouled it back. The count holds three and two. We talked about Wally Moses. He's the coach at first base for the Tigers. Tony Cuccinello coaching at third. by McAuliffe. And the 3-2 again. He goes. It is looped out of the right field. Bill Robinson is there. He's got it. It will be a double play. Just a lob throwback as McAuliffe didn't even try to get back to first base. And on the hit and run and that shallow fly ball, Phil, there was nothing else he could do. No need to even try to come back. Absolutely. He had a good jump and the ball was hit hard. But that right field is deceiving even though the Tigers play here every day. The right fielder can play shallow here. It's only 325 down the line. He knows he can play in because he doesn't have too far back to run. So the Yankees, like the Tigers, get a double play, and uh, both pitchers have had breaks here in the first inning. Here's Jim Northrup. Left-hand hitter batting 262. Takes inside for a ball. Northrup went two for three last night. 
He also suffered a very sore forearm when hit by a pitch by Steve Barber. Next pitch to him. Strike with the off-speed breaking ball. Northrop said after the game that when he was first hit by the pitch, he thought his arm was broken. He said everything went numb. But then he said he began to get a little feeling back, could wiggle his fingers, and knew he was all right. 1-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. Tremendous cut by Northrop. Northrop is second only to Willie Horton in the RBI column for the Tigers. He's knocked in 85. Nobody on, no score. The windup by Bonson, one-two pitch. Inside, backs him off. And the count is even at two balls and two strikes. Baltimore at Boston at the end of two. It's still the Red Sox two and the Orioles nothing. Bonson's two-two delivery, fouled off the end of the bat to the left side. Phil, an interesting uh, thought came up today when they were predicting rain and chances for tonight's game earlier today were very slim. Everybody was wondering what would happen if this game were to be rained out, Boston beat Baltimore, if the Tigers wrapped up the pennant sitting at home. I don't think they'd be at home, Frank. Uh, the Yankees had that happen to them once year. They were all in the clubhouse, and the other game was on radio. There's a pitch low and inside to fill the count three and two. They're taking no chances of being away at the time uh, of victory for them. And it wouldn't be like backing in, even though Baltimore might lose and the Tigers lose. They still wouldn't back in. They're so far ahead. All right, Phil. 3-2 pitch. Get on the ground at first. Mantle backs off. Plays a high hop beautifully. Throws to Bunsen. He's got him at first base, and the side is retired. No run to hit, no errors, and none left. At the end of one, the score. The Yankees nothing and Detroit nothing. Atlantic is giving away sporty new Camaros, luxurious mink jackets, plus thousands of other wonderful prizes, including color TV sets, Polaroid cameras, splendors, wristwatches, and up to $1,000 in cash. How do you get these wonderful prizes? You play Atlantic's On The Go. All you have to do is drive into any participating Atlantic station and ask for an On The Go coupon. No purchase is necessary, and except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can win. Each time you stop at a participating Atlantic station, pick up another coupon. It's as easy as that. Match them up until you find two coupons that make a complete picture, and you're a winner. Sound easy? Well, here's something to make it even easier. Each on-the-go coupon gives you not one, but four different ways to make a match. So start collecting coupons today. Fabulous prizes could be waiting for you at any participating Atlantic station. So play Atlantics on the go. You could be a big winner. contest at one time or another. Even the home run hitting contest. No kidding. Oh, that Coleman's mad right now listening to this. Here's Pepitone to lead off the second. He takes a strike on the first pitch from Joe Sparma. Pepitone did not play last night. He's hitting 246. Leans it over the plate waiting. Flops the butt and takes a pitch high. The count evens one and one. Joe Sparma this year has won eight and lost ten. Against the Yankees this year, he has won none and lost two. But lifetime against the Yankees, he's seven and three. 
Up at Taunton takes low, and the count is two balls and one strike. takes the sign from Freehan. The arms high. The kick, the pitch. Pepitone hits it up in the air toward left center field. Moving forward. Horton also Stanley. It is Stanley who makes the one-hand catch. Well, that Mickey Stanley covers a lot of ground out in center field. He certainly does, Frank. He made that play look easy, and it was a very difficult play. Willie Horton was going at full speed, might have gotten the play. But Mickey Stanley, and as you know, all center fielders take anything they can reach. He's quite a gem for them. It'd be quite interesting to uh, watch uh, Stanley and the young man at St. Louis in the World Series, Brock. Mm-hmm. There's a strike call. Stanley and Flood should make an interesting comparison as uh, they... Here's a pitch to Bill Robinson that's low and outside. Well, I tell you, uh, Frank, uh, Flood has a little better of it with Brock on one side of him and Maris or whoever else plays right field. They have a little more speed. Bill Robinson hits a fly ball down the left side. Willie Horton over toward the corner to his right, makes the catch, and that is all for Bill Robinson. Well, that's one thing when people talk about World Series coming up. They talk about the hitting of the two clubs, the pitching, of course, of the two clubs. But I think an important factor is the defense of the two clubs. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And the pitchers will be the first one to tell you that uh, they really rely on their defense. Without that, they're in trouble. All right, here's young Mike Ferraro. And he takes a pitch inside, ball one. Ferraro batting 145. He won one for three last night. Chokes up just a bit. Right-hander Sparma deals, and he comes inside again. Two balls and no strikes to Ferraro. No score in this game. We're in the top of the second. Fastball bounce out towards second. Fielded by McCullough. His throw, he's got him. A good play by McCullough. That ball was bounced high over the head of the pitcher's Sparma. And then it took another high bounce, but McAuliffe stayed with it to throw out Ferraro. Three up, three down, and at the end of the top of the second, it's the Yankees nothing and the Tigers nothing. We have an... Say, here's the White Owl girl. Let me ask you something. What do you think about Major League Baseball? I think they should make every stadium twice as large. Then you can have twice as many people at every game. But just what's that going to do? So many fans here are smoking White Owl. And if you had twice as many men here, why twice as many men would be enjoying White Owl? Look around. Rangers, Invincible, New Yorkers. Why, they're all over. Just think. Twice as many men enjoying that slow-aged White Owl tobacco. It's mellow to give that mild White Owl taste. One more thing. Who do you think will be the big winner today? Any man who lights up a White Owl. Because you'll discover something. You get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. I gotta hear that last line again. You get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. Mm. Well, the leadoff batter for the Detroit Tigers in the bottom half of the second is Willie Horton, the left fielder. Horton is batting 288. 
Only 12 points under Yastrzemski, who leads the American League at 300. Horton is at 36 home runs and has 86 runs batted in for the Tigers this year. in his 31st start of the year. Hopeful of winning number 17. To do so, he must beat the best club in the American League, the Detroit Tigers. There's the wind-up, and here's the pitch. Foul back. And, Phil, you listen to the comments around Detroit now. You, uh... Feel the folks up here and the baseball people, including Ralph Houck, feel the Tigers are not only the best in the American League, but the best in baseball. Well, I, I'm going to pick the Tigers to win the series in six games, Frank. I think uh, they've got a much better shot than the Red Sox last year. And they went seven games before the Cardinals beat them. All right, Phil, and the one-strike pitch coming down to Willie Horton. Bonson deals. Horton takes a strike on the inside corner. Like he might have been looking for a breaking pitch outside then. He was leaning over, rocked back, and the pitch caught the inside corner on him. It's strike two. Ralph Hoff was asked by the Detroit uh, news people who he picked in the World Series, the Tigers or the Cardinals, and he said he had to go with the Tigers. One ball and two strikes. Tigers' last opponents here, of course, were the Oakland A's. Oakland manager Bob Kennedy had the same comment. He felt the Tigers would win the series. All right, the one-two pitch to Willie Horton. He hits a deep and foul to left. out in front of an off-speed pitch from Bonson. Hit it deep, uh, pulled it foul. That man is so strong. He, uh, as you said, he was out in front, hit it one-handed, let go with the right hand, hit it with just the left hand, and it went way back in the upper deck. It was fouled by about 50 or 60 feet, but way back there. I think the Tigers, Phil, are so far out in front is the fact they've had a healthy Willie Horton. He's been able to play all year for him. Mm-hmm. He swings and misses strike three. Tried to check it, but went around. First strikeout for Stan Bonson. And now Norm Cash. Last night's hero with a single, a double, and a home run and five runs batted in. into the windup and the pitch to Norm Cash. It's high for a ball. Cash claims his late season success this year has been due to a changed batting stance. He's opened it up, says he sees the pitch better, and he's going more to left field. The pitch to him now. It's in there with a breaking ball, one and one. Cash last night hit three balls to left field. His single and double both went to the opposite field, and he also hit a fly ball out there. He pulled the home run. 
Outside pitch makes it two and one. Washington leads Cleveland two to one at the end of three. Baltimore did not score in the third. Boston leads two to nothing at the end of two and a half. That's McNally against Culp at Boston and Moore against McDowell at Cleveland. Bonson's 2-1 pitch to Norman Cash. Ball three. Bonson and Gibbs both thought they had that one, but Bill Kinnaman says no. Gibbs talking to him pretty much right now. Turned right around. You can't hear it, but you know there's some static coming from the Yankee bench, too. Cash, a 257 hitter. 22 home runs. The pitch to him. He lines at the left. It's a base hit. So Cash has a single, and again he goes to the opposite field. I think the way Cash has been hitting uh, the last month and a half might make the Tigers change their mind about whether to protect him or not. I think if he finishes up like this, Bill, they'd almost have to protect him. Better now is the catcher, Bill Freehan. Freehan is hitting 263. 24 home runs, 80 runs batted in for this big man. Mantle holding against Cash. Bonson deals. Freehan takes a strike. Cash said he rediscovered his old batting stance in Baltimore back in July when he was hitting against John O'Donohue. One strike pitch to Freehan is swung on and missed. Strike two. See where this Bill Freehan will be the first man that Neo Smith will uh, give a rest to uh, when they finally clinch the pennant. Was talking to Freehan on the uh, dugout bench, and he said he wants some rest. He said absolutely he wants it, but not until they clinch it. He wants several days. Mm-hmm. He's had a long, tough year. 0-2 pitch. Foul to the seats on the first base side. The Tigers have played 153 games, and Freehan has been in 146 of them. Not always as a catcher. No, I, played. That's right. I was just going to say, when he wasn't catching, he was at first base, Frank. He just split his bat on that foul ball, and he's gone back for another one. Right now, while we're waiting for him to come back out on New York Yankee baseball, let's pause for station identification. Tonight, following Yankee baseball, join me, Jerry Ducey, on my telephone talk show, Nightline, here on WGY Schenectady. Bonson ready, cash ready. No balls to, or free and ready. The 0-2 pitch to him. Line foul to the left side. Free and said he'd like for about two or three or four days to just come to the ballpark in time to dress and sit and watch the game. And I'm sure that Mayo Smith will go along with his wishes. I tell you, those days off do wonders for a ball player who's been playing every day. Cash leads at first. Two-strike pitch again in the dirt. Picked up nicely by Gibbs. One ball and two strikes. They finished three at Boston. Red Sox lead the Orioles two to nothing. Bonson sets one-two pitch. Brian takes a fastball low inside. 
Two balls, two strikes. Tigers have three men in their lineup with 80 or more runs butted in. Freon with 80, Northrop with 85, and Horton with 86. They have a team batting average of 235. 2-2 pitch. Fly ball out of the left field. Roy White in position under it near the warning track makes the catch. Catch goes back to first base. And Freon is out two down. Here's the youngster that is hopeful of becoming the number one shortstop for this club next year, Tommy Matchick. Bill, the way things are going right now, there are two jobs potentially open on this club. Short, and after the year word is had, possibly third. Could very well be. We mentioned it last night that uh, Mayo Smith is uh, throwing around the idea of playing K-line at third in a series. The pitch to Matchick is high, ball one. He's a left-hand hitter. Tommy Matchick has been up 213 times. He's batting 207. 1-0 pitch to him. Fouled at the feet of Jake Gibbs. One ball and one strike. I have a feeling, Phil, this has just been, though... One of those years for Don Work. He has been one of the uh, fine players in the league. And chances are he could come back next year. Oh, I don't see any reason why he can't. A lot of times you start off badly and you start pressing and you just never can catch up. But this is the first bad season he's had. 1-1 pitch to Magic. He takes it high and the count is 2-1. and deals, and there's a line foul down the left side. It will be out of play. Slices into the seats, and the count is even two and two. No score. We're in the bottom half of the second. Tigers have two hits, and the Yankees have two hits. Right now, with two outs, Cash at first base, a two-ball, two-strike count on Tommy Matchick. Bonson shakes Gibbs off, gets another sign. The set on the pitch. He swings and misses strike three. No runs are hit, no errors, and the man left on. And at the end of two innings, the score, the Yankees nothing and the Detroit Tigers nothing. Today we're hiding with our microphones in the upstairs hall linen closet of Mrs. Harry Hokey. While she was downstairs frosting a cake, we sneaked in and painted this upstairs hall with the new Glidden paint mates, spread satin, and new spread latex enamel. An amazingly tough semi-gloss enamel that can be washed out of brushes and rollers with plain water. Glidden spread latex enamel rolls on or brushes on just as easy as any latex paint. But it has the durability of enamel. We want to get Mrs. Hokey's unrehearsed reaction to the new spread latex enamel and spread satin in her hallway. Oh, shh. Here she comes now. Listen. Right this way, officer. He's hiding in the linen closet. Okay, okay. Come on out of here, you. I'm taking you in. But, officer. No buts. But come on. Let's go. I can explain. Well, I'll just bet you can. Why aren't you out giving parking tickets? Shaker Lumber and Hardware Center, New Loudon Road, Latham, W.W. Crandall Lumber Company, South Main Street, Voorheesville, Gus Von Linden Hardware, Main Street, Schoharie. 
Well, Phil, what we've been worried about all day, the rain has come. A light rain has just started falling here in Detroit. Oh, that's a shame. Big crowd here tonight, and now some of them scurrying for the shelter of the stands, but hate to see anything damp in their spirits. It's a live crowd, Frank. Gene Michael, the batter, the pitch is high, ball one. Michael went over three last night. He has a season's batting average of 202. Switch hitter batting left against Joe Sparma. The burly right-hander kicks and deals. Fastball poured through for a strike. It's one and one. And the rain gets a little harder. Not enough yet to stop this ball game, but it seems to be getting harder by the moment. There's a strike two call. Breaking pitch that time to Gene Michael. One ball and two strikes. Well, all of a sudden it is let up again. Michael hits a ground ball back up the middle to his left. The shortstop, Masic, throws him out. It appears in the few times we've seen this Tom Magic that he can cover a lot of ground out of shortstop. Of course, Token Oiler and Krasuski, all good glove men. But the one of the three that can come up with some timely hitting could get that job. So there's one down, and Stan Bonson steps in. He takes high, ball one. Bonson has four hits in 72 trips. Three runs batted in. He's hitting 0-56. No score, top of the third. One out, none on. Sparma rocks and throws, and Bonson pops it up. Out on the right side of the mound. Cash, the first baseman, coming in toward the mound, and he makes the catch. And with two outs, the batter is Horace Clark. You can almost feel the electricity generated by this crowd tonight. They're anticipating, as Phil told you, the first Detroit pennant in 23 years. And this could be the night. Horace Clark singled his first time up. Takes a pitch low for a ball one. Clark with four hits in his last five times at bat. Spalmer deals, and Clark takes inside. Two balls and no strikes. There's a high foul on the third base side. Coming over Ford is worth the third baseman near the seat. He makes the catch. So the Yankees again are set down in order by the right-hander Joe Sparma. And at the end of two and a half innings, the score, the Yankees nothing and the Tigers nothing. Still just a thought right here. Earl Wilson, uh, in case you're joining us late, Earl Wilson was warming up when he had a twinge in his shoulder and had to be scratched as the starting pitcher. Mayo Smith had to make a decision between Joe Sparma and Pat Dobson. Bill, the fact that he and Sparma had had uh, differences of opinion earlier in the season, and the fact that he went with Sparma in this game could be an indication of sort of trying to patch up, so to speak, any hard feelings. I think so. I think it shows the type of man that Mayo Smith is. He doesn't hold a grudge if he thinks it's going to help the team. He, he thinks that Sparma will benefit from this outing. Well, then it's all to the betterment of the Tigers. 
All right, Don Worth, the leadoff hitter in the bottom half of the third. Bonson's first pitch to him in the dirt, ball one. Worth is hitting 198. He's played regularly all year, been in 139 games, up 501 times. His next hit will be his 100th of the season. Baltimore did not score in the top of the fourth. Boston leading 2 to nothing at the end of 3.5, and, and Washington leads Cleveland 2-1 to one at the end of 4.5. and winds and throws. Strike, and it's one and one to Don Worth. We're at a right-hand batter. Just as suddenly as that rain started, I think it stopped. One-one pitch. High. Two balls and one strike. So just a very short, light shower, and now it has stopped. The wind-up by Bonson and the pitch. Get on the ground to the left side. Ferraro to his glove side has it. Makes the throw in time. Mike Ferraro moving quickly to his left. Bill Ferraro seems to have a good move going to his left. He does, Frank. He's a picture third baseman. Very graceful and follows through nicely on his throws. Here is Joe Sparma, the pitcher. When Mayo Smith had the scratcher Earl Wilson, he had the scratcher pretty good bat from his lineup. Wilson had hit seven, uh, seven home runs this year for the Tigers. There's a curveball, strike one, to the right-hand hitting Sparma. Sparma has a batter is hitting 107. He hits a ground ball towards second baseman Horace Clark. He has it, makes his throw to Mantle in plenty of time, and there are two outs. So we go again to the top of the order, and second baseman Dick McAuliffe, who had a leadoff single in the bottom half of the first. However, on a hit and run, Stanley hit a fly ball to right field, and McAuliffe was doubled off first. Left-hand batter, hitting 252. Takes the pitch high, ball one. McCormick with the very odd batting stance. Picks that right foot up as the pitch comes in. Gives the appearance almost of pouncing on the ball or leaping after it. Strike, and it's one and one. Thompson looks down the lane. Arms high, 1-1 one, one pitch. Over but low, and the count is two balls and one strike. Detroit Tigers, incidentally, will uh, make their uh, ticket plans available to the public tomorrow. That is for World Series tickets for the games here in Detroit. There 
with two outs. Nobody on here on the bottom of the third. 3-1 pitch. Strike. Two is called, we call it. And the count fills three and two. Nobody on and a 3-2 pitch coming. Here it is. Oh. Into the booth. Holy cow. We almost lost our engineer and Frank Messer on one foul ball. Oh, What Cuccinello said to you, Phil, down there? It was in Italian, Frank. You wouldn't understand it. Oh. Again, 3-2 pitch to McAuliffe. Bounce foul down the first base side. You know, in all the years that I've been coming here, that's the first ball that's come in this booth. Well, I... I can remember. You've been coming here a lot longer than I have, but I, I cannot recall one coming in. ball went out faster than it came in. Just hit that wall and picked up the spin. <laughs> and velocity. 3-2 pitch again. Get on the ground to the right side. Clark makes a fine play. Can he throw it out? Yes, he's got him. A fine play by Horace Clark going back into his left to throw out Dick McCauley. And the side is retired in order. Nothing across and at the end of three, the score. The Yankees nothing and the Tigers nothing. Well, let's take a look at other scores. In the American League, California and Minnesota has been postponed because of rain. Washington, two, and the Indians, one, at the end of four and a half. More going for the Senators, McDowell for the Indians. The Red Sox, two, and the Orioles, nothing at the end of three and a half. McNally against Culp. Oakland at Chicago for a pair. In the first game, it's the White Sox, two, the A's, one, at the end of seven. Nash for Oakland. Paulin for the White Sox. Green Holman in the sixth for the A's and Melton in the fourth with one on for the White Sox. In the National League, it's the Mets two and the Cubs nothing under two and a half. Holtzman against McAndrew. Ed Charles Holman in the first for the Mets. Pirates two, Phillies nothing into four. Moose against Short. Cardinals at San Francisco. Cincinnati at Los Angeles, the latest start. Atlanta at Houston. Atlanta failed to score in the top of the first. The Astros batting Jarvis against Quella. And here it's no scores. We go into the fourth and back to Frank Messer. All right, it will be Jake Gibbs to lead off the top of the fourth inning for the Yankees. Gibbs, Mantle, and White. Gibbs flied the setter deep, but Stanley went back to retire in the first inning. Since that first inning, when Sparma was hit fairly hard, he has been in good shape. He winds and deals, and he's high to Gibbs. Of course, Sparma didn't get his full warm-up time prior to the game. Wilson started warming, and after about five minutes, Wilson had to give it up with a sore shoulder. Or at least that's the preliminary indication of sore shoulder. Off-speed pitch is ball two to Jake Gibbs. Two balls and no strikes. Tigers play Gibbs straight up the middle on the infield with McAuliffe back about a step on the grass. The third baseman, Wirt, is in on the grass, very wide of the line. Gibbs swings and misses. Took a big cut, couldn't find it. And it's two balls and one strike. 
Four innings complete at Fenway. The Red Sox two and the Orioles nothing. Two-one pitch to Jake Gibbs. Swing and a miss on a fastball. Two balls, two strikes. Joe Sparma, Phil, has a very appropriate middle name, Blaze. And the way he does blaze that ball in there. 2-2 deal. Ball three and a full count. So a payoff pitch will be coming to Jake Gibbs. Here it is. He hits it high in the air out into deep right center. Moving to his left is Stanley. He's under it, makes the catch. Gibbs is out, one away. Mickey Mantle, the batter. Mickey had a hit off the glove. Of Dick McAuliffe, his first time up. Phil, it looks like McAuliffe has backed off a little bit on him. Yes. There's a ground ball into the right side. McAuliffe way back in the grass. Comes up with it. Throws the first in time. McAuliffe, had he not been backed off, I don't think would have had that one. No, that would have been a base hit. I guess you remember the bullet Mickey hit at him the first time up, and he was back about 15 feet on the outfield grass. Two down, and Roy White's about her. White grounded into a double play his first time up. The pitch. Low, ball on. Two outs, none on, no score. Top of the fourth. It's a fly ball to center. Stanley cruising back to his right, under it. Puts it away, and the side is retired. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left. And at the end of three and a half innings of play, the score is the Yankees nothing and Detroit nothing. Variety is the spice of life. Take the variety of spicy new 1968 Chrysler's, Plymouth's, and Imperials from Ted Pepper and Latham, for example. And there's still a good selection left. And you'll want to buy from friendly, helpful people who will bend over backwards to make sure you're satisfied in every way. While you're there, register for a portable color TV from Ted Pepper. Nothing to buy, absolutely no obligation. Just submit your entry. And don't forget to see Ted Pepper's new car show on Thursday, September 19th. With all those beautiful new 1969 Chryslers, Plymouths, and Imperials on display, visit the home of Pepperality. That's Ted Pepper in Latham, a few minutes from any major city in the Capital District, and just a couple minutes off the Northway Exit 5. See Ted Pepper in Latham, Route 9, one mile south of the Circle, your Chrysler Plymouth Imperial dealer, with a real spicy new car deal. That's Ted Pepper. He's in Latham. Bill, that sounds like a lot of fun. Fan Appreciation Day with the field events. Sure, the kids especially will enjoy that home run hitting contest. The egg throw. That's fun when that egg splatters when somebody finally clutches it too hard. 
your chance to see this uh, youngster, Tony Salida, who had 51 home runs this year. All right, Mickey Stanley, the batter, bottom of the fourth. Bonson deals, Stanley swings and misses strike one. Incidentally, tonight's game here in Detroit being witnessed by Yankee President Michael Burke, Vice President and General Manager Lee McPhail. 0-1 pitch to Stanley. Low, and it's a ball, 1-1. One one. There's the wind-up, the 1-1 one one pitch. It's a strike, two call, right across at the shoulders. A ball and two strikes. Well, when you were playing, I don't believe that would have been a strike, that shoulder pitch. They didn't... Uh, no, call that's strike, right. Didn't they? they made it... Uh, you had to be by the letters. One-two pitch to Stanley. Low and inside. Two balls, two strikes. Well, it's been in fairly recent years that they did change that strike zone and extended it just a bit, uh -huh. raising it. Used to be, I think they said, from the armpits to the knees, and that uh, would uh, equal out, as you said, to the letters. 2-2 pitch. Stanley hits a one-hopper back to Bonson. And Stanley is thrown out by Stanley. Mickey Stanley thrown out by Stanley Bonson. Kind of shook me up there for a second, Frank, when you said that. I forgot we keep calling them Stan all the time. Now Jim Northrup. The right fielder, left-hand batter. Fastball is high, ball one. Baltimore did not score in the fifth. Red Sox still lead 2-0. Down low this time. Two balls and no strikes. Bonson falls behind Jim Northrup. Bonson has not walked anybody tonight. In 238 innings this year, he has walked 57. He has struck out 146. A 3-0 pitch to Jim Northrup. Right down the middle, Northrup taking all the way, and it's 3-1. Fourth inside, and Stan Bonson gives up his first walk of the ball game. The batter will be Willie Horton. Horton struck out his first time up. Dug out nicely by Gibbs. 
Ball and no strike to Wharton. Drizzle starts falling again. Bonds into the belt. 1 1 pitch. Swing and a miss by Horton. Strike two. Of Horton's 36 home runs this year, three have been hit against the Yankees. Johnson looks over towards first. Mantle holding against Nutter. Horton lays the bat across the plate. Now starts swinging it back and forth, waiting. One-two pitch to him. Foul back. And that one almost went into the Detroit broadcast booth. I believe it did go in, maybe. No, just hit on the edge there. Of course, they've got a screen over there in front of uh, their broadcasters, Phil. They don't uh, put a screen on this one. Now, well, we're quick. A lot younger and a lot quicker. That by Bonson, the one-two pitch again to Horton. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. It's a foul tip now signaled by plate umpire Bill Kinneman. It was held by Gibbs. Horton had sort of a half swing on that. And it just picked his bat and into the mid of Jake Gibbs. So there are two down. The third strikeout for Stan Bunsen. And the batter is Norman Cash. single to left field his first time up. The pitch to him. A bouncing ball hit toward Horace Clark. He's got it. Flips to Michael at second. They execute the force on Northrop and the side is retired. No runs, no hits, no errors. A walk and a man left. And at the end of four full innings, the score, the Yankees nothing and the Tigers nothing. When you play Atlantics on the go, you play to win. And the prizes you can win are fabulous. Prizes like a new Camaro, a color TV, a mink jacket. But On The Go has something else going for it besides big prizes. On The Go is four times as exciting as other big prize awards because On The Go gives you four ways to win. Each On The Go coupon has four sides. Each side has a part of a different picture. Match any one of these four sides to another On The Go coupon for a complete picture and you're a winner. Lots of prizes, lots of cash. Easy to play, and no purchase is required to qualify. Just your driver's license. And except where prohibited by law, you can stop at any participating Atlantic station as often as you like to pick up another on-the-go coupon. Atlantic wants you to win, so get in on the fun and get in on the prizes. Or to put it another way, get on the go with Atlantic.
of the fifth inning, Joe Pepitone leads off. They've completed five innings at Fenway Park, and Boston leads Baltimore 2 to nothing. Cleveland has tied Washington 2-2 two to two there in the sixth. Cleveland trailing the Yankees by one percentage point. So that's an important game, too. Pepitone flies to center his first time up. He takes Farmer's pitch high, ball one. in his last 28 at-bats. He's driven in seven runs over the course. There's a ball two, and the count is two and one to Joe. Two-one pitch. Hit high in the air out to right center field. Not too deep. Stanley, the center fielder, is in under it. Glove up. Makes the catch. One out. Stanley's been a busy man. That's the fifth fly ball he has put away. He has as many put outs as does the first baseman, Norm Cash, so far. Bill Robinson, the batter. Robbie flied to left his first time up. Came into this game hitting 238. Checks his swing and takes uh, takes the pitch low. One ball and no strikes. There's another one low and outside this time. Two balls and no strikes. Nothing pitch. Popped up on the first base side. Back goes Cash in fair territory. Stays with it now in foul and makes the catch. Cash went a long way back after that one, Phil. He was uh, well out there toward right field. Well, he had to go back. McAuliffe was shading uh, Robinson over toward second base, and Northrop uh, was a little bit over in right center. And Cash, since he started hitting, he even looks better at first base. Mike Ferrero wants the plate umpire Kinnaman to look at the baseball, and Kinnaman's going to take it out of play. Ferrero grounded out to McCormick, who made a fine play on him back in the second inning. Ferrero hit a high chopper, took a big bounce over the mound, came down in front of McCormick, took another high bounce, and he went up with the glove over his right shoulder to pull it in. Here's the first pitch to Ferrero. It's high. Joe Sparma starting in place of Earl Wilson, who felt some pain in his right shoulder while warming up to start this game. Sparma, a last-minute replacement. Ferrero takes a strike, and the count evens one and one. This is Jerry Ducey. Stay tuned tonight following Yankee Baseball for my Nightline show here on WGY's Connected. 
Young right-hand hitter swings and this one bounces it high to the third baseman downward. He's got it in fair territory, throws him out, and the side is retired. And now since Mickey Mantle single in the first inning, Farmer has retired 13 men in a row. At the end of four and a half, the score, the Yankees nothing and the Tigers nothing. Sitting next to me here in the press box is Miss Fly-By-Night herself, the White Owl Girl. Hi, Joe. Hey, it's a pleasure having a nice, fluffy thing like you here at the game. I love to watch White Owl men in action. And the ballpark's full of them today. What's so special about a White Owl man? As if I didn't know. A man looks good with a White Owl. And when a man looks good, he acts and feels like a 20-game pitcher. How about a 20-game catcher? I'm smoking the White Owl miniature, a true cigar in a miniature size. And don't forget the demi-tip. It's smaller than the big one, bigger than the small one. And it's got a soft, pliable holder. Both have the same mild White Owl taste. They really do something for a man. It's like you're a batty slump. It's possible. You know, you get a lot more from a White Owl than just smoke. It's all over in the first game at Comiskey Park. The White Sox have defeated Oakland 2-1. Jim Nash was the loser and Joe Holland the winner. Two-run homer by Mil- Bill Melvin won the game for Chicago. They have another one to play. We're all set for the bottom half of the fifth and all set to move in and tell you all about it, ladies and gentlemen. Here is Bill Rizzuto. All right, thank you, Frank. And those first four and a half innings went by in an hour and five minutes. Here's Bill Free and fly to left. Checks to swing and it's high ball one. So a fine pitch ball game here by Stan Bonson and Joe Sparmer. Each team with two base hits. Bonson's curve is in there. A strike called one and one. Bonson has walked one. And struck out three. Curve line, a base hit to left field by Bill Friend. He hit a low outside curveball and drilled it in the hole between short and third. That's base hit number three for Detroit, and the batter will be Tom Matchett. The shortstop struck out in the second inning. 0 for 1. No score in the bottom of the fifth inning. Ferraro, even with the bag at third. Mantle holding the bag against Friend. Stretched by Bonson. His pitch just outside, ball one. Outfield not too deep on Matcher. Jokes up about an inch on the bat. Curve bounced over the pitcher's head, coming in fast. Clark, his play is the first... Just in time to get Magic. Fine play by Horace Clark. His second good play of the night. But moving to second base is Bill Friend. And the battle will be done work. Word bounced out to third base his first time at bat. On deck, Joe Sparman. Bill Friend at second with one out, no score, bottom of the fifth. 
Yankee outfield not deep at all, and Word occasionally can hit the ball with power. Bonson's pitcher curve hit high in the end. Not too deep to left center field. Roy White is under it. Grant is tagging up. He'll just bluff going. And White's throw comes in the third base. So that's two away. And the battle will be Joe Spama. Spama bounced out to second base his first time up. And now the outfield will come in even more. And definitely on a single or right field, Green will not be able to score where Bill Robinson is playing him. And I have seen it happen more than once where a pitcher has been thrown out on a clean line single or right field. With the right fielder playing very shallow, and Bill Robinson could do that right now. Should Spama hit a line drive? Well, it wouldn't be a single, but hit it between uh, Mantle and Clark out to right field. Pepitone shallow in center. White not deep and left. The pitch, and there's one line in it, center field, and Crean will score. Pepitone bobbles the ball, and the Tigers lead one to nothing. Oh, the outfield was playing way in, and Spawner hit it fairly well. A Pepitone, Joe was charging it. There'll be no error on the ball, even though he did bobble the ball. RBI for Spammer. That's only his second run batted into the air, but what a big one. And the Tigers go out in front, one to nothing. A two-out single by Joe Spammer, and the batter now, Dick McCullough. Single to left in the first, bounced out to second and the third. Stretched by Bonson. His pitch is over. Strike one call. Well, Ralph Houck had the idea in mind. He brought his outfield way in. But the ball took a tricky hop to Pepitone. Stretched by Bonson. Change up. Swing and a miss. Nothing into the count on Dick McCullough. Throw Detroit out in front, one and nothing here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Bonson checks the sign with Gibbs. Mantle not holding Sparma close at first. With two out, left-hand batter up there. Curve is low, a ball and two strikes. deck, Mickey Stanley. Bonson ready. Curve, bounce foul. Wally Moses in the coaching box is up with it. Flips it to Mantle. And we'll have the one-two pitch all over again. Bonson goes to the rosin bag. He sets. His pitch foul off the screen and out of play. Here at Tiger Stadium, there's not too much room behind home plate from where the catcher plays to the screen in the lower box seat to break for the hitters. Some ballparks with a lot of room, there are a lot of foul outs to the catcher. 
Tigers lead 1-0, bottom of the fifth. Joe Spama, who drove in the run at first. The stretch. The pitch is outside, and it evens the count at 2-2. Two and two. Baltimore failed to score in the top of the sixth, and the Red Sox still lead 2 to nothing at the end of 5 and a half. Changeup swing and a miss at a bad pitch. He had McAuliffe way out in front. Fourth strikeout for Bonson, but the Tigers pick up a run on two hits. No errors and a man left. And at the end of five full innings, it's Detroit one, New York nothing. Atlantic does more than keep your car on the go. Now, Atlantic may even give you the car free. They're giving away brand new Camaros plus other great prizes. Even cash up to $1,000. All you have to do for a chance to win these great prizes is play on the go. No purchase is necessary to win. Except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can pick up an on-the-go coupon each time he visits a participating Atlantic station. And every coupon gives you not one, but four ways to win. If only one side of your coupon matches the picture on another coupon, you're a winner. That's why on-the-go is different. With four ways to win, it multiplies the fun as it multiplies your chances to make a match. So what'll it be for you? A new Camaro, a color TV, a mink jacket, or one of the thousands of other valuable prizes? Play on the go and see at any participating Atlantic station. your totals on this ball game through five innings. The Tigers, one run, four hits, no errors. The Yankees, no runs, two hits, and no errors. The Yankees, nine games above 500. A mere percentage point at the moment ahead of the Cleveland Indians, and that Cleveland-Washington game is tied 2-2 two to two in the eighth inning. The Boston Red Sox in fourth place, a game behind the Yankees, and at the moment they are leading Baltimore 2 to nothing, and they're in the sixth inning. So a lot counts in this game, not only for the Detroit Tigers. Of course, it could be the pennant clincher for them, but the Yankees want to hang on to third place. They fought so hard to get it. All right, Frank, Gene Michael, who bounced to the shortstop his first time up, is up there. Word is in at third. Spom is pitched, swing and a miss at a low fastball. Strike one. The outfield playing Michael very shallow. Horton in left and Stanley in center. Northrop not deep in right. Gene, a line drive type hitter. When he does hit it. Swings and misses, strike two. Actually, foul tipped it, held out by Freon. Stan Bonson on deck. Yankees trailing one and nothing in the top of the sixth. Palmer gets the sign. Short windup. Fastball is inside, a ball and two strikes. Earl Wilson scheduled to start this game, warmed up for about seven or eight minutes and then had to retire. Might have a sore arm. Palmer pressed into service and uh, after the first two innings in which the Yankees hit him real hard, he settled down. There's a ground ball at second base. McCullough tossed to Cash and it's one up. Fourteen men in a row now. Palmer has retired. Yankees got their two hits in the first inning. Everybody hit the ball hard, though. 
Gibbs fly deep to center and White hit a hard ground ball. Then in the second inning, there was a long fly by Pepitone. Robinson fly deep to left and Ferraro thrown out on a great play by McCullough. There's a strike to Bonson. Stan popped up to Norm Cash his first time up. One out, nobody on. Curve is low and away, one and one. Big crowd here at Tiger Stadium. We want to be here on the pennant clincher. The one-one pitch is low and away, ball two, two and one. A lot of controversy here in the newspapers, anyway, Phil, about the fact the Tigers would not allow uh, this game to be televised tonight. Oh, I know it. The fans are really stewing. There's a pitch low, ball three. Three and one the count. But Farmer has not walked a man. As we told, he gave up two singles in the first inning, and that's been it. He's retired the last 14 men in a row. But he's got a 3 1 count now on Stan Bonson. 3-1 pitch. Stan takes it. High over his head. Ball four. And that breaks the string. And the first war given up by Farmer. Frank mentioned before, W, one of the uh, local television stations, no sense naming it, said they wanted to televise the game if the Tigers would give the permission. But the Tigers would not give permission. And boy, the fans are up in arms. A lot of fans who have to work get home and see the second half on TV and they want to see the celebration in the clubhouse. Well, they will have pictures of that, I understand, Frank. They'll be, uh, they have cameras out here to film as much of the action as they can, but uh, the fans are really uh, quite upset that they can't see the game in its entirety or see, uh, having a, a chance to see as much as they can at home. But you can't blame them. They've waited 23 years for this pennant and that's a long wait for anything. All right, Horace clocked the batter. Horace, single right, popped to third. Bonson with the jacket on at first base. Cash is playing in back of him. Stretch by Spama. Pitch to Clark, foul tips, right line. Pat Dobson, the right-hander, gets up in the Tiger bullpen. Stretch by the right hand. It kicks, delivers, low and inside. One and one. We're in the top of the sixth. The Tigers lead one and nothing. He scored off Bonson in the bottom of the sixth, fifth inning. One out. On deck, Jake Kidd. The stretch, the pitch is low. Two balls and a strike. So Joe Sparman now just a touch of wildness here in the top of the sixth. Nothing to get too upset about at this moment. Just walked his first man. All right, Stan Bonson leading off first. Sparman stretches. The pitch, ground ball right at Cash. He's got it. Goes to second for one. Back to first, not in time. Off the double clock, but Bonson is out on the fourth play. Three to six. And Jake Gibbs taking his time coming up as Bonson is walking back across the infield to the bench. Jake wants to give his pitcher as much time as possible to relax in the dugout before he goes has to go out there and pitch. Jake has twice fly to center field. And that Mickey Stanley is covering center field like a blanket tonight. 
Ty Clark at first. And Horace has 16 stolen bases. And the Yankees trail by one, so we might see something here. Dobson continues to throw in the Tiger bullpen. Clark leading away at first. Cash holding him on. The stretch by Spama. The pitch to Gibbs taken. Strike one called. Jake was bluffing about that time in the event that Clark was running. Confuses the catcher just for a second, which sometimes is long enough to let that runner steal a base. Joe Spalmer ready. Clark leading away. Spalmer steps back off the rubber. Gibbs steps out of the box. Morris leads away again. There he goes. The pitch is swung out and missed. They got Clark hung up between first and second. Three and throws to the shortstop. Oh, Bluff Clark back throws to Cash. Cash running it back. Throws to McCullough. And McCullough dies and tags him out on a beautiful play. A fine play. Bill Brand and Clark come up. Go for the Yankees. Nothing across. Nobody left. And the score at the end of five and a half innings. The Tigers won. The Yankees nothing. Imagine yourself the proud owner of a sporty new Camaro or a luxurious mink jacket or a color TV. Imagining won't do it, but playing might. Playing Atlantic's on the go might just make your dreams come true. As you probably know by now, Atlantic is giving away lots of great prizes and cash, including Camaros, mink jackets, color TVs, Polaroid cameras, even cash up to $1,000. Just drive in at any participating Atlantic station and pick up a free on-the-go coupon. No purchase is necessary. Pick up another coupon each time you stop by. Any licensed driver can play, except where prohibited by law. Just match any one of the four sides to another on-the-go coupon and claim your prize. But remember, the more coupons you collect, the more chances you have to take home a new Camaro, $1,000 in cash, or one of the other big prizes. So start collecting coupons now and be a winner playing on-the-go at your participating Atlantic station. As you uh, keep score with us at home, the scoring rundown on the last play in which uh, Clark was tagged out was the catcher, Freehan, to the shortstop, Magic, to the first baseman, Cash, to the second baseman, McAuliffe, who made the putout, or by the numbers, 2-6-3-4. So the Tigers hold on to the one nothing lead, and we go to the bottom half of inning number six. All right, Mickey Stanley, who lined into a double play in the first inning, hit back to the box in the fourth, will lead it off here. Tigers have four hits, the Yankees have two. Tigers have left three on him, and the Yankees have left just one man on him. Here's Bonson's pitch to Stanley. Curve, that's in there, strike call. Bonson gets the sign from Gibbs. His curve is high this time, and the count is even one on one. Oh, 
1-1 delivery is outside. Two balls and a strike. And Gibbs and Boston thought they had that one. Bill Kinnaman, the plate umpire, motions outside a little bit. These Tiger fans have been enthusiastic from the time they got to the ballpark. And now look at it. Pick up momentum. The pitch is in the air to right center field. Pepitone digging hard. He's there and makes the catch. And they boo the Yankees when they make a play on the uh, Tigers. One out. Here's Jim Northrup. Bounced to first in the first inning. Walked in the fourth. Northrop, 19 home is 85 RBIs. Bonson's curve a little bit inside, ball one. The 1 0 pitch, curve bounce, a high bounce, caught to his left, and Bonson will have to curry. Northrop's going to beat it out. That was a weird bounce. It hit something in front of all plate. Went high in the air. Mantle started after it. He couldn't get to it. And Bonson was late breaking from the mound. And Northrop beat it out for an infield single. The fifth hit for the Tigers. And here's Willie Horton. Willie's been up twice. Struck out both times. Detroit leads, bottom of the sixth. Northrop at first, Mantle holding him on. And Bonson taking a little extra time now. He said his pitch round ball is short, could be two. Michael goes to clock for one. Back to first double play. So the defense gets him out of a jam. No runs, a base hit, no errors, nobody left. And the score now, at the end of six full innings, the Tigers won, the Yankees nothing. And the totals show the Tigers one run, five hits, no errors. The Yankees no runs, two hits, and no errors. Elsewhere in the American League, California and Minnesota this afternoon were rained out at Minnesota. The Washington Senators have just scored two runs in the top of the eighth inning to take a 4-2 lead over Cleveland. Barry Moore will try to protect it now through the last two frames. McDowell started for Cleveland. Pina relieved in the eighth inning. At the end of five and a half, the Boston Red Sox two and the Baltimore Orioles nothing. And now we've got a later score on that at the end of six and a half, but it's still Boston two and Baltimore nothing. McNally for Baltimore and Culp for Boston. Chicago edged Oakland 2-1 in the first game of a doubleheader. A home run by Bill Melton with a man on, the winning blow. Dick Green homered for Oakland's run. The winning pitcher was Joe Holland and the loser, Jim Nash. Second game, Johnny Odom for Oakland and uh, Jack Fisher for Chicago. The Mets lead the Cubs 3-2 at the end of four at Shea Stadium in New York. Ed Charles is homered for the Mets. McAndrew against Holtzman. At the end of six and a half, Pittsburgh 3, Philadelphia 1. 
And at the end of three and a half innings, Houston won and Atlanta nothing. Cincinnati at Los Angeles and St. Louis at San Francisco are later starts. All right, Frank, we're up to date on the other scores here. The Tigers lead one nothing. Jake Gibbs leading off in the top of the seventh. He's twice fly to center, takes a curve, low ball one. Jake was at bat when Horace Clark was hung up between first and second. Eventually tagged out by McCullough. Farmer's next pitch is a bouncing ball over the pitcher's head. Matches the shortstop over the throws to first. They got him. Fine play by Tom Matchett on a high bouncing ball. He fielded that on the second base side of the bag. This infield is real hard right in front of home plate, and there have been some weird hops tonight. Here's Mickey Mantle. Mickey singled in the first inning and bounced out to second base in the fourth. giving Mantle another hand. Yankees trailing 1-0. Farmers pitch to Mantle. Low ball one. On deck, Roy White. Outfield deep on Mickey. Mick's been hitting the ball on the nose, but not in the air. There's the strike on the inside corner, one-on-one. One ball, one strike, one out, nobody on. Spama's next pitch. Bouncer right back to Spama, one hop. He throws to first and Mantle's out of there. And right now on Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. following Yankee baseball, join me, Jerry Ducey, on my telephone talk show, Nightline, here on WGY Schenectady. All right, Roy White, hit into a double play in the first, fly to center in the fourth. Two out, nobody on, and Detroit ahead, one nothing. Top of the seventh, Spam is pitch, head high in the air to left center. Horton calling for it. Willie is there, and puts it away. Three up, three down, and listen to this crowd. The score at the end of six and a half innings. Detroit won, the Yankees nothing. I've got my friend sitting here today. Yes, sir, the White Owl girl. Tell me, any new rules you'd like to see brought into the game? Only one. I'd give every batter who reaches first base a box of White Owl cigars. How's that going to help the game? Well, more players will try to get to first base. It will make the game more interesting. It sure would. You know, you could have your own rally. Nine guys could end up at first base. But do you really think that would work? I know it would. You know how popular white owls are. You see them everywhere. It's the famous white owl tobacco that does it. It's aged slowly. Mellowed carefully to bring out the mild taste. Smooth flavor. Do you really think the fans would go for that? Why not? They're all White Owl fans, too. They know you get a lot more from a White Owl than just smoke. Well, Phil, we had a chance to talk about the fact that American League President Joe Cronin has released two American League umpires, Phil Valentine and Al Salerno, 
And one of the two umpires being called up to replace them for the rest of this year is the former Yankee pitcher Bill Kunkel. Kunkel and Jake O'Donnell, who have been umpiring in the minor leagues, getting the call as the new replacement men. And I'd have to think that would be a pretty good indication that they'll be given uh, prime consideration for next year. I don't think there's any doubt about that, Frank. And, uh, Bill Kunkel, a fine young man, uh, referees in the uh, NBA, too. Oh, he uh, went from pitching into umpiring and has been very successful. All right, here's Norm Cash. Fouls the first pitch off from Stan Bonson, strike one. Cash, single to left in the second. Bounced into a force play in the fourth. Tigers lead one nothing. bottom of the seventh. Bonson winds. Curve is low, one to one. Strange turn of events. We told you Earl Wilson was scheduled to start. Home run hitting pitcher, but Sparma comes in. Not only shutting the Yankees out one nothing, but he's driven in the only run of the game. And only his second RBI of the year. Cash fouls runs off. It's one ball, two strikes on Cash. Nobody out, nobody on. Here's Bonson's 1-2 pitch. A foul to the right of the plate. Gibbs hustled out, but the ball was fouled all the way. It's still 1-2 and two on Cash. So Bonson takes a little extra time. Kids with a sign going around. We love the Texas darlings, Storm and Norman. What they call cash once in a while. There's two and two to cash. Norm right down the end of that bat. Bonson's curve is high and it's three and two. Bonson is really hung in there tonight, battling Sparma. The payoff pitch. Swing hard, grounded a second. Over Clark's glove in the right center field. That'll be a base hit. And Horace, very wisely, or for some reason, didn't get in front of that ball. He figured a bad hop. It was a bad hop. He tried to backhand it. Could have very easily gotten in front of the ball, but it bounced over his shoulder for a base hit. Second hit for Norm Cash as it rolls in a right center field. And a batter, Bill Freehan, who's one for two. Bill flying to left in the second, single to left in the fifth. He has scored the game's only run. Six hits now for the Tigers. All right, Mantle holds the bag. Here's the stretch. Pitch to free, and he squares, bunts it foul, and back into the crowd. So, Mayo Smith with one of his power hitters up there, Bill Freeman, who has 24 homers, going for the sacrifice, and big Steve Hamilton gets up in the Yankee bullpen. Bottom of the seventh, Detroit leading 1-0. Nobody out. Cash leads away. The stretch, free and squares again. But this is a beauty. Bonson will have to go to first base, clock covering. They get free in, but moving to second on the sacrifice is Cash. 
That was a fine bunt by uh, Bill Fran. That backspin on it. And here is Tom Matcher, who has struck out and bounced to second base. And once again, the Yankee outfield not deep. Especially Robinson in right and Pepitone in center. Bonson stretches. His curve is fouled at the plate, strike one. At the end of seven full innings now, it's the Red Sox two and the Orioles nothing. Cash leads off second base. Bonson kicks, delivers a foul out of play. Strike two, nothing in two. Hamilton continues to throw in the Yankee bullpen. Bonson has not been hit hard tonight. All right, stand ready. Fastball is law. Ball and two strikes. Dan looks in for the sign. Checks cash at second. His changeup bounced back over the pitcher's head. Coming in, Michael goes to third base. They got cash on up. Ferraro runs him back. Flips the clock. Who throws to Michael, who puts the tag on Cash, but moving down to second base is Magic. Fine play by Cash, staying in that rundown long enough for Magic to get to second base. So, on the fielder's choice, the play goes six, five, four, six. Gene Michael has the ball, and he's out! Beautiful play by Michael. Magic lifted his leg off the bag, and Michael tagged him. And look at Magic. He still can't believe it. Magic didn't realize that Michael had the ball. Mayo Smith is running out now, and Michael standing right in back of him. So Magic lifted his leg once, and he came running in, and Magic lifted it again, and Michael tagged him. The first time we've seen a hidden ball club play pitch in many, many a moon. And they're arguing out at second base. And I tell you, Hank Thor said he tagged him out, and that's it. No runs, a base hit, no errors, nobody left. And a score at the end of seven innings, the Tigers won and the Yankees nothing. What makes Atlantic's on-the-go fun to play? Lots of exciting prizes and lots of excited winners. Exciting prizes, you bet they are. Listen, Chevrolet Camaros, color TV set, Polaroid cameras, watches, radios, and up to $1,000 in cash. So far, over 20,000 winners. 20,000 excited winners, and the list is growing each day. We've had a Camaro winner like Salvia Tomio of Brooklawn, New Jersey. A color TV set winner, John Gallup of Shimokin, Pennsylvania. Other area winners include a mink jacket won by Mrs. A.P. Davis of Runcocus, New Jersey. Another mink jacket won by Mrs. W.J. Harris of Grand Island, New York. So play Atlantic's on the go at any participating Atlantic station. 
except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can play, and you don't have to buy a thing. Play on the go and join our winner's list. appeared from here that uh, Gene Michael alerted umpire Hank Sore to the fact that he had the ball and was going to try the hidden ball trick. He wanted Sore to be right on top of the play, and it worked. Exactly right, Frank. Right now, here's Pepitone up there. Bomber's pitch is in there, strike ball. Another thing, had Bonson put his foot on the rubber, that would have been a balk because the pitcher cannot get on the rubber without the baseball. Pepitone has twice fly to center field. He has a strike on him now. Bomber winds. The pitch high and tight. One ball, one strike. All right, ready now for the 1-1 pitch. High and tight. Ball two, two and one. Balls and a strike on Pepitone. The Yankees trailing one and nothing in the top of the eighth inning. Tiger Bullpen is hot down there now. Has a bounce at his second base. McCall up on the big hop over the cash, and Pepitone is out. One away. Mickey Lolich and uh, Pat Dobson loosening up in the Tiger Bullpen. And uh, McDaniel, rather, Hamilton in the Yankee Bullpen in the event. That Bonson might get a bat here this inning. Bill Robinson fly to left and pop to first base. With one out, nobody on. Top of the eighth, Detroit leading one nothing. At the end of eighth, Washington leads Cleveland 4-2. There's a pitch high, ball one. Well, Phil, we've got the paid attendance tonight. 46. 1,512. Boy, that is a big crowd. Not quite capacity, but a big crowd. Filed back one-on-one. Capacity here in round figures is 53. They've had close to 55,000 in the ballpark. And now the Tigers' home attendance stands at 1,953,832, a new record for attendance in Detroit. Well, they're about a cinch to go over the 2 million mark. Ground ball in the hole and backhanded. No, not held by Matchick. That'll be a base hit for Bill Robinson. A ground ball, a deep short that Matchick tried to backhand. He'd have had trouble throwing Robbie out anyway. That's only the third hit for the Yankees and their first hit since the first inning. At the end of seven and a half innings, it's the Red Sox two and the Orioles nothing. That game up there might give the Tigers a pennant before this game is over if Detroit can hold this one nothing lead. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Ferraro. The run is going. Throw to second base, and Robbie is out. Beautiful throw by Crean to get McCullough. The Yankees had the hit run on Ferraro. Missed the pitch. Play goes two to four. Ready to bat for Gene Michaels is Steve Whitaker. 
two men are out, though, and one strike on Mike Ferraro, who has bounced to second and bounced to third. Two men out in the top of the eighth. Detroit still leading one and nothing. All right, the pitch to Mike is low and outside, one and one. Bill Friend getting that arm in shape for the World Series, and he better get in shape with guys like Brock, Flood, Shannon, even Cepeda. They like to run. A foul to the left of the plate. One ball, two strikes. If the Tigers can keep Brock and Flood off the base, they should breeze in with the World Series. Those are two tough men. Fellows like McLean and Wilson are easy to get a big lead, and then uh, Freeman will not have a chance to gun them down. Here's the one-two pitch, sidearm curve, bounce to third, down word up with it. The long throw in time. Throw for the Yankees, no runs, the base hit, no errors, nobody left. At the end of seven and a half, Detroit won, the Yankees nothing. Variety is the spice of life. Take the variety of spicy new 1968 Chryslers, Plymouths, and Imperials from Ted Pepper and Latham, for example. And there's still a good selection left, and you'll want to buy from friendly, helpful people who will bend over backwards to make sure you're satisfied in every way. While you're there, register for a portable color TV from Ted Pepper. Nothing to buy, absolutely no obligation. Just submit your entry. And don't forget to see Ted Pepper's new car show on Thursday, September 19th with all those beautiful new 1969 Chryslers, Plymouths, and Imperials on display. Visit the home of Pepperality. That's Ted Pepper in Latham, a few minutes from any major city in the Capital District, and just a couple minutes off the Northway Exit 5. See Ted Pepper in Latham, Route 9, one mile south of the Circle, your Chrysler Plymouth Imperial dealer, with a real spicy new car deal. That's Ted Pepper. He's in Latham. We get ready for the bottom of the eighth inning. Don Word will lead it off. Jake Gibbs running out to the mound to talk with Stan Bonson. Tigers lead it one to nothing. We told you they're playing the bottom of the eighth at Boston with the Red Sox leading two to nothing. And it would seem to me that uh, they would not put up the final score up there until this game is over. Or at least... Seems like there's a contest on. Who picked the day or the night and the exact time when the Tigers would clinch the pennant? All right, the pitch to word is high, ball one. So that's right. If Boston should win before this game is over, then they would mathematically clinch the pennant without having to win this game. Bonson's curve is hit high in the air to a left center. Pepitone is under it. Joe is there and takes it. It's one away. Strike one. 
you remember the beginning of the game when Frank was giving you the lineup, they mentioned Farmer's name replacing Wilson, and he was roundly booed. But you can see what a good uh, pitch game will do to the fans. There's a check swing grounded to third. Ferraro throw to Mantle. And Mickey had to tag him, and he did. The throw pulled Mantle's foot off the bag, but Mick was able to tag Farmer. Two out, and listen to the hands Farmer gets as he runs back. This could be a big psychological lift for a fellow like Joe Farmer. All right, two men are out. Here's Dick McCullough. Single to left, bounce to second, struck out. Well, speaking of that psychological lift, we have to keep in mind that Earl Wilson could not pitch tonight because of soreness. Now, if that is something that would hold over through the uh, World Series time, Joe Sparma, I guess, after this game tonight, would be a logical starter in that series for the Tigers. He'd certainly have to be considered, Frank, off this outing. McCall have stepped into the batter's box. Two out, nobody on. Detroit leads one nothing. Bottom of the eighth, the pitch is low. Ball one. Dan Bonson kicks. Delivers a curve that's in there. Strike called one of one. Ready now for the one one pitch. Curve in the dirt. Two balls and a strike. Deck, Mickey Stanley. Dan Bonson rocks back. Curve is high and away. Three balls and a strike. Two out, nobody on. Bonson ready. Fastball is low, ball four. Only the second walk given up by Bonson in the game. The other walk was to Northrop in the fourth inning. The batter now, Stanley, lined into a double play, hit to the box, fly to center. Stolen bases on the air. Bonson's pitch broken bat line right at Gene Michael, the shortstop. So for Detroit, no runs, no hits, no errors. A man left. At the end of eight full innings, the Tigers won the Yankees nothing. If you're not taking part in it, if you're not taking part in Atlantic's big fun event, On The Go, it's not too late to join in. You can win big prizes like a new Camaro, a color TV, a luxurious mink jacket, Polaroid camera, wristwatch, even cash up to $1,000. All you have to do to play is to stop in at any participating Atlantic station. Pick up a free On The Go coupon. Except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can play. 
and you don't have to buy a thing. Each time you stop by, pick up another coupon. Keep on collecting. The more you have, the easier it is to win. Each on-the-go coupon gives you four different ways to make a winning match. Just match any one of the four sides to another on-the-go coupon and claim your prize. There are thousands of prizes to win, so you can be a winner, too. Join the fun and play Atlantic on the go. It's always been a good idea to keep on the go with Atlantic, and now it's a great idea to play on the go with Atlantic. Well, for the Yankees, they have two pinch hitters coming up. Charlie Smith will bat for Gene Michael, and then Steve Whitaker is on deck to bat for Stan Bonson. Charlie Smith coming on, and Joe Farmer, a surprise starter tonight. Joe had no idea he was going to pitch. Didn't have any time to get nervous, but what a job he's done. Pitch by Farmer is in Seven on the air. Ground ball is short and throw a base hit for Charlie Smith leading off the top of the ninth inning. His magic go for it. Got his glove on the ball but couldn't hold on to it. Ray Orla now is out at shortstop. So there's the single for Charlie Smith and we got a runner now. Dick Hauser running for Smith at first base. Ray Orla has gone in to play shortstop for the Tigers, and they tested him out right away. He dove for the ball, got his glove on it, couldn't hold on to it, and here's Steve Whitaker. Steve batting 121 as the Yankees, but with Hawaii, he batted 327. So Whitaker batting for Bonson. Yankees trail 1-0. We're in the top of the ninth inning. Dick Hauser running for Charlie Smith at first base. The stretch by Spalmer. Pitch to Whitaker. Strike one call. Olich and Dobson are up again. In the Tiger bullpen. All right, nobody out here in the top of the ninth. Hauser leads away. Pitch to Whitaker, foul out of play, and Steve had a good cut at a fastball. Nothing in two on Whitaker. On deck, Horace Clark. Nobody out, top of the ninth. Bomber ready. The two-strike pitch. Kirk swinging and a miss. Strike three. Whitaker strikes out. And the Tiger crowd is going wild. That's the first strikeout for Bomber in the ballgame. His first strikeout. And what a time he picked. Here's Horace Clark. Single right. Pops the third. Bounced into a fourth play. Gibbs on deck, and if somebody can get on, Mickey Mantle will get another bat. Palmer stretches. 
Pitch the clock. Low gets away from Priam, but not too far. Hauser has to hold. Ball one. McDaniel and Hamilton, the two big men in the Yankee bullpen, loosening up. Both bullpens going full blast. At the end of eight full innings, it's still the Red Sox two and Baltimore nothing. So Baltimore batting in the top of the ninth. Stretch by Sparma. The pitch, bouncing ball in the hole. And the ball of Patrick throws to Sparma, not inside. He's out. Oh, it's old man. And Whitey arguing, Clark arguing, how comes out. And it looked like Clark had beaten a throw to the bag. But first base umpire Russ gets called him out. And Hawk is really going at it with him. Clark fires the helmet on the ground and it really bounces. It really looked like Clark had beaten the pitcher Sparman to the bag. A big hop that got by Cash. McCullough came up with it. And Hawk is out of the ball game and he is kicking back and will not let Russ get, get away. Thor coming over now. Whitey Ford is arguing with him. Frank, it seemed like there was a second of hesitancy in the way he called that play. Certainly did appear that way from here, Phil. We have a good uh, view of it. Of course, uh, we're quite a ways away from first base, but looking straight down the line. And the entire Yankee bench screaming for all they were worth. Horace Clark argued. Whitey Ford argued. Hulk argued. Hulk has been thrown out of the game. And Clark has been called out at first base by Russ Getz. A close play, and Getz saw it differently from everybody else as far as the Yankees are concerned. All right, Frank and Jay Gibbs coming up with two men out. The potential dying run at second base in the person of Dick Hauser. Bankers lead at one and nothing. Top of the ninth. And this crowd will go wild if they get Gibbs out. Stretch by Farmer. Pitch to Gibbs outside, ball one. On deck, Mickey Mantle. Well, it's starting to stand now. Dick Hauser leading off second base. Here's the stretch. The pitch swing and a foul back one of one. 23 years for this. They have that fill and the entire Tiger bench now up on the steps of the dugout. They'll be ready to charge out on the field if uh, Gibbs is retired and the ball game ends. Well, I tell you, this is a big thrill in any ball player's life. All right, one-on-one on Gibbs. Two men are out. The stretch. The pitch. Base is the Boston has won two to nothing, Phil. The Tigers have won the pennant. 
before this game ends. All right, Frank. The Tigers don't know it yet. It's not up on the scoreboard. The pitch to Mickey. A curve swing and a miss. Strike line. I'm going to see now, Phil, if they put that score up or if they're going to hold off. I don't know whether the uh, home station here has announced it or not because I'm sure a lot of people have transistors down in the crowd. Right, Frank. Well, we'll wait and see. Gibbs at first with his clutch single. Driving in Hauser. Pitch to Mickey. High. One of one. It's all tied up. One apiece here at Tiger Stadium. Joe Spama who had shut the Yankees out for eight and two-third innings. Saw his shutout go by the boys. Here's the stretch. The pitch, swing and a miss, and he went after a low curve. One ball, two strikes. Cash holding the bag against Gibbs. Bomber ready. Here's the stretch. The pitch. High, two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two out. Quite a ball game at Boston. Called pitch to five hitter. Curve is low, and it's a full count. Three balls, two strikes on Mickey. Gibbs will be off with the pitch with two out. It's all tied up on one. And the Yankees have battled back to get Stan Bonson off the hook and could possibly win it for Stan should they come up with another run in this inning. Ready for the payoff pitch. Here it is, a curve swing. is to lively Berkshire County Fair. Play the action of Paramisro Racing. Ten races daily, post-time 1.30 daily, double and perfected. Thrilled auto daredevil show Sunday afternoon. Friday is appreciation day. Free admission, five main stalls given away. Enjoy the midway action. See prize livestock and farm exhibits. Big week of action now at Berkshire County Fair. Berkshire down through 20. Hancock, Massachusetts, six miles west of Pittsfield. changes for the Yankees now. Ruben Amaro is in to play shortstop and Steve Hamilton comes on to pitch for the Yankees. Our New York Yankee baseball. Let's pause now for station identification. This is Jerry Ducey. Stay tuned tonight following Yankee baseball for my nightline show here on WGY's Connected. 
Boys short and Hamilton on the mound. It'll be Northrop, Horton, and Cash. All tied up 1-1 in the bottom of the ninth. And as Frank told you, they have not put up the score yet. They might wait until the bottom of this inning is over to see if the Tigers might score and then put it up. But I tell you, the fans are standing almost all the way around the park. And now, wait a minute, whether word has leaked out or not, the crowd is roaring unless it's just Northrop's name being announced. It still has not flashed up on the scoreboard. Still, little groups are gathering around fans that have transistor radios out in the stands, and evidently they have not announced it on the radio. All right, the curve swing and a miss by Northrop. Strike one. Northrop has bounced the first, walked and single. And as Frank told you, this, these fans could explode, run out on the field, and hold this game up. There's a curve low, one and one. When you've waited 23 years for a pennant, and I tell you, a lot of steam inside. He has got to come out. The 1-1 pitch in there, strike call. He slipped the fastball by Northrop. Looked like Jim was looking for the curve. And Northrop wants Kinderman to look at the ball. Played on fire. Looks at it, and he's going to throw it out of play. to delivery. Curve swing and a miss. He struck him out. Hamilton strikes out Northrop and here's Willie Horton. Nobody on. All tied up 1-1. Bottom of the ninth. The Yankees and the Tigers at Tiger Stadium. Willie Horton is 0 for 3 tonight. Struck out twice and hit into a double play. Well, Washington beat Cleveland, so that helps the Yankees out. Hamilton winds. Pitch to Horton. High and outside. Ball one. One out, nobody on. The curve, ground ball to third. Ferraro one-hands it. Fires the mantle in time for the out. Nice play by Mike Ferraro. Two out. Well, the Tigers are not aware of it, but they have already won the American League pennant. And Boston defeated Baltimore. Two to nothing. And Al Kaline is coming up to bat for Norm Cash. K-Line. Well, that's for Cash. K-Line batting 283. Hamilton's curve is low, ball one now. K-Line has 11 doubles, a triple, nine homers. Has driven in 49 runs. Outside, ball two, two and nothing. Hamilton one. 
pitch is right in there. Strike call. Two balls and a strike. Now they still haven't put that Red Sox final score out there. They've got it at the end of eight. The 2-1 pitch. Low ball three. Three and one. Kaline was the man who started the rally on Denny McLean Day when he won his 30th game. Came in a pinch hit, got a base on ball. The 3-1 pitch, curve inside, ball four. K-line is on. With two out, K-line on first, his friend. Bill fly to left, single to left, sacrifice. He has scored the only run for the Tigers. one thing, when the fans find out that the Red Sox have won or if the Tigers should win this, I'm glad we're in this press box. Pitch to free and swing and a miss, strike one. I just hope the trap doors are locked up there and nobody can get at us. Of course, when the fans celebrate, anything can happen. Pandemonium will break loose. There's a throw to first, K-line back. One strike on Freehan, two out, one one to score, bottom of the ninth. Here's the stretch. Pitch is low, one of one. On deck. Shortstop Ray Oiler. Hamilton stretches. His pitch is outside ball two, two and one. Lindy McDaniel continues to throw in the Yankee bullpen. Nobody loosening up for Detroit. Teddy, this is like New Year's Eve waiting for that ball to go up or down. There's one line foul back into the seat. Crowd just waits for that moment. One second after midnight. And that's what it's going to be like here tonight. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. K-line at first. Stretch by Hamilton. There goes K-line. The curve swung and fouled to the left. K-line slides in a second. Clark was trying to tell him not to slide. Al had a good running jump that time. But Brian with two strikes on him had to protect the plate and he fouled it off. It's still two and two. Hamilton gets a new ball, rubbing it up. A 1-1 ball game in the bottom of the ninth. Stretch by Hamilton. His stretch, line to left field, White coming in, base hit. A-line has to stop at second base. A line drive single to left field by Bill Fran. First hit off Hamilton, runners at first and second. Two men are out. And it looks like Jimmy Price will have to wait and see. Number 12, Jimmy Price coming up to bat for Ray Euler. Price is batting 179, has four doubles, two homers, 12 RBIs. He's only been up 123 times. 
Our right-hand batter and now Frank Cressetti, who's running the club since Ralph Hawk was ejected from the ball game, is coming out. And let's see if the Crow's going to make a pitching change or just have a chat with Hamilton. We told you Lindy McDaniel. He wants Lindy McDaniel, Frank. That's who it's going to be, McDaniel, to pitch to uh, Jimmy Price. If Price bats, they got Gates Brown on that bench, you know. They may make a change. We'll see. Well, as Phil told you, Washington beat Cleveland 4-2. So the Indians cannot overtake uh, the Yankees. Gates Brown comes out of the dugout, and therefore the cheer. The fans still have not been informed that the Tigers have won the pennant. They have not been told that the Red Sox beat Baltimore 2 to nothing. The Red Sox, with their win, edge closer to the Yankees. And uh, technically, with the Cleveland loss, if the Yankees don't win this one, it would be virtually a three-way tie for third place between the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Cleveland Indians. Of course, if the Yankees win it, they hang on to third place all by themselves. So Lindy McDaniel comes in here to pitch. The last time the Detroit Tigers won a pennant was in 1945, 23 years ago. And they clinched their pennant there, Phil. It was shortly after uh, the end of uh, World War II. And uh, they tell me that the fans here in Detroit, although they celebrated, they were just so spent from celebrating the end of the war as people were all over the world that it was not that big a celebration. But back in earlier pennant years, they snake danced through the streets, they stopped traffic. Uh, we're told that uh, police cruisers cruised up and down the streets to, uh, telling people of the uh, pennant clinching by the Detroit uh, Tigers. So tonight, we'll just have to see what happens. Right now, it's Gates Brown coming on to bat for Price, who has been announced as the pinch hitter for Ray Oiler. All right, Frank, and Gates Brown coming up with K-Line at second, Brian at first. Time has been called by the umpires. Some fans are throwing things out of the stands. And now we're all set. Gates Brown, what a pinch-hitting record he's got this year. Batting 4.59 as a pinch-hitter. Overall, he has played some games. He's batting 3.72. The stretch by McDaniel. The pitch to Brown is low ball one. 1-1 the score, we're in the bottom of the ninth, two out, K-line at second, three in at first. And they still haven't put the score up of the Boston win over Baltimore. And we might not get out of this ballpark for a long, long time tonight. The pitch, a little high, ball two, two and nothing. I don't think McDaniel would be too mad if he walked Brown. Don Word is on deck. I imagine he'd rather take his chances with Dunworth and Gates Brown. Here's the stretch. The pitch. Low ball three. Three and nothing. Gates Brown. What an imposing figure at that plate. I'll tell you, he makes that right field wall really move in when he's up there. A left-hand batter. Solidly built. Crouches over the plate. He could be swinging on a 3-0 count. 
Here it is. He takes it ball four. Brown is on and the bases are loaded. And I guess that's as close as he could get to an intentional walk without making it look intentional. So that'll bring up Danworth. The base is loaded. Two out. What a wild finish. It's been an exciting night here in Detroit. A 1-1 ball game. K-line at third, free in at second. Gates Brown at first. And Lindy McDaniel will have to keep an eye on K-line at third. Here's the windup. He didn't look at him that time. The pitch is high, ball one. McDaniel rubs up the ball. Three runners leading away. K-line bluffs coming, falls down. The pitch is high. Holy cow. McDaniel almost balked and almost hit downward with the pitches. K-line came so far and tried to stop. He fell right down on his back. I thought he was coming all the way that time. Two balls, no strikes. Let's see if Ward will be taking or swinging. McDaniel winds. The pitch. Strike one. Two balls and a strike. Oh, how many more innings can we go on like this, Frank? I don't know. Two balls and a strike. McDaniel winds. The pitch. Foul out of play, and the count is even at two and two. I'm willing to try at least one more. <laughs> All right. We're liable to be here longer than that. They still haven't posted the Boston score. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. One-one here at Tiger Stadium. John Word digging in. McDaniel gets the sign. Here's the windup. The pitch. Line drive. Base hit. The Tigers win the pennant. The Tigers win the pennant. And look at the crowd and the players coming out. Bayline scores the winning run. And everybody being mobbed. The cops cannot keep the youngsters off the field. And somebody's going to get hurt out there. But Don Worth, who had the poorest year he's had, Singles to right off Lindy McDaniel. The Tigers beat the Yankees 2-1. to one. Frank? Well, it's a mob scene on the field. The police are completely helpless at the moment. The players are trying to fight their way back to the dugout. They're being mobbed by hundreds of well-meaning but over-exuberant Tiger fans right now. Police officers with clubs, uh, some of them with clubs, swinging them, trying to uh, not hit anybody, but trying to... Uh, Scare the crowd back. And now the Tiger players trying to make their way to the dugout through this wild press. Police officers uh, trying to get them in there, get them through the crowd. Uh, somebody, for a souvenir, just tore the rubber off the pitcher's mound, or they're trying to. And it looks like several hundred people down here on the field in front of the Tiger dugout. Young and old, they're out there. And now they have uh, put the 
Boston Baltimore final score up, but nobody's paying any attention to it. As far as this crowd here is concerned, the Tigers won the pennant on their own, which they did certainly. And we're looking down. Uh, they're still trying now to keep the crowd back from the dugout. They've got all the ball players in. The uh, Tigers players on the field were helped through the crowd by the uh, special police officers. Of course, the Yankee players uh, have already uh, long ago ducked into their dugout. Streamers of paper are being thrown from the upper deck. Showers of confetti, flags are waving, pennants are being uh, raised on high. We see a young man down there with an umbrella. I don't know what he's uh, expecting to stop with that. And now, finally, the police and the ushers here at Tiger Stadium have managed to shove the crowd back from the entrance to the Detroit Tiger dugout. And the crowd, I'm sure, will stand around and chant for a while, hopeful of seeing some of their heroes come out. But that, I am sure, is extremely doubtful right now. There appears just a mass of humanity on the playing field. Some uh, of the uh, young men holding, uh, I don't know whether they're sons or they're brothers or they're just friends, and some uh, young ladies being held up on the shoulders of some of the stronger ones to get a look over the crowd. The police now trying to press the crowd back from the entrance to the Tiger dugout. And it is getting just a little bit rough down there as the ushers and police now are using the muscle, just charging into some of the crowd to push them back bodily. And for just a moment, things got a bit sticky. And now order quickly is restored. Well-meaning Detroit Tiger fans that just wanted to mob their heroes, they still would like to uh, have some of them come out. They are cheering now. Let's see if somebody comes out. Nope. The police and the ushers have locked arms now, trying to just maintain the space. And for just a second, the crowd broke through, and now they are pushed back again. Some of them did get through, but reinforcements on the scene pushed them back. Some of the cooler heads among the spectators trying to urge their fellows to back off. But on the field, just a mass of humanity as the Detroit Tiger fans see the culmination of their baseball dreams, their pennants, their first in 23 years. And looking down at the age of some of these younger fans, of course, it is the first pennant for them. Many young fans out there, in fact, I'd say right now, the majority of those on the field are of the younger generation. So as they push and shove and try to get into the dugout, the cameramen have fought their way through. Again, the, the uniformed police and the uniformed ushers, arms locked, try to push them back, and some of them now decided they will not get in. Some of them beginning to disperse, and they'll carry on their celebration elsewhere. It doesn't appear that anybody has left this ballpark. As we look down in the stands where people have uh, stayed in their seats, they're not sitting down, they're standing up, 
They're watching at the moment the wild celebration on the field. Well, here are your totals in the ball game. For the Detroit Tigers, two runs, eight hits and no errors. For the New York Yankees, one run, five hits and no errors. The win goes to Joe Farmer. His record is 9-10. and ten. And Steve Hamilton, who relieved uh, in the ninth inning, came on to start the ninth inning for the Yankees, is the losing pitcher as John Wirt lined a single to right field with the bases loaded and perhaps symbolically Al Kaline for home misses his first minute after so many uh, great years with the Detroit Tigers. It was Al Kaline, the runner at third, who crossed the plate with the game's uh, winning run. Well, I don't know how long these folks are going to stay down here on the field. Somebody has just grabbed a cap off of one of the police officers and tossed it back into the crowd. And now little individual scraps are breaking out and things are getting quite rough on the playing field. At the moment, the police and the ushers are just about holding their own against this mass of humanity and the bulk of the uh, crowd on the field trying to force its way into the Detroit Tiger dugout, hopeful then of also being able to get into the clubhouse, which I am sure is locked. And now as uh, some of them break through, they are grabbed actually by the scruff of the neck and thrown back out. So, with this scene in Detroit, we will leave you and invite you to join us tomorrow night for the wind-up game of this series, which should be uh, also quite a ball game, as Mel Stottlemyre, a 20-game winner for the Yankees, goes against Dennis McClain, a 30-game winner for the Detroit Tigers. Would you like to hear how the opposing announcers handled the play-by-play of this crucial portion of the game? Let's tune in and listen. McDaniel, checking his time with Jake Gibbs. The tall right-hander, ready to go to work again. And the wind-up, and the pitch. He swings, a line shot, base hit, right field, the Tigers win it. Here comes K-Line to score, and it's all over. Don works singles, the Tigers mob Don. K-Line has scored, the fans are steaming on the field, and the Tigers have won their first minute since 1945. Let's listen to the bedlam here at Tigers Stadium. As they go to their dugout, they'll hardly make it. Confetti in the air, fireworks in the air, and the crowd continues to yell constantly here at Tiger Stadium. Work single, K-Line scoring from third base, and the Tigers win the pennant for 1968. they posted the Boston score now. Boston 2 and Baltimore nothing. So a gigantic mob has gathered in front of the Tiger dugout. I don't know whether those players will ever get to the dugout. The crowd still yelling. The Tigers coming in the ninth inning leading one to nothing. Then the Yankees tied it in their half of the ninth. 
and with two out, a walk to K-line, a single by Freehand, a walk to Gates Brown, and a bases loaded single by Don Wirt, driving home Al K-line with a winning run in the last half of the ninth inning. So the Tigers in the ninth get one run, two hits, there were no Yankee errors, three runners are left, and the final score here at Tigers Stadium... Tonight was the Tigers with two runs, eight hits, no errors. Yankees, five hits, and no errors. Farmer is the winning pitcher, and Hamilton, who put the winning run on the bases, is the losing pitcher. So the man who started out in the doghouse, Joe Farmer, pitched brilliantly, knocked in one run, and ended up as the...